0: This meeting is being recorded.
1: Welcome into the Three Guys Talking Ball podcast. It is episode 57, the Clay Matthews Jr. edition, not Green Bay Packer Clay Matthews. It is actually his dad. He wore number 57 back in the day. That is the only 57 that I could think of or find.
0: Was that- was that Cleveland Browns, Clay Matthews? It was June? Cleveland
1: Browns, Clay Matthews. Uh, kind of bushy hair with a porn stash. You know, you gotta give the guy respect. Better hair than
2: his kid. I'm I'm actually insulted right now. Johan Santana. Johan oh
1: shit. Shit. I'm
2: like, yes. insulted. Okay. Time out. We're
1: restarting. Welcome into the Three Guys Talking Ball podcast. It is episode 57. It is the Johan Santana edition. All right it- now. It is put the December, bag on. Put it on your <laughs> face. Howard. It is December thirtieth, two thousand twenty-two, as we record. The, or yeah, as this is released, we've got the Gophers taking on Syracuse today. We've got Bowl Week. We'll talk a little bit of NFL, but this is mostly going to be the college college edition because college football playoff is Saturday. It is finally here. It feels like it's been a month since they played last.
0: It's I have because. Michigan-
1: Michigan gets to play TCU in the Fiesta Bowl. Ohio State plays Georgia in the Peach Bowl. But Ethan, your your shirt is off. Is this like a what? Uh, what are you? Are, are you uh, trying to prove your toughness, or is it?
2: I am. Tough. Are,
1: are you just? You're just warming up
2: now. I just ran outside and killed a deer with my own hands with no shirt on in this bitter cold in the middle of Minneapolis, and I won. I have okay. To.
1: Well, and but this is just kind of your warm up now. Oh, cuz now yeah, you're putting so on I'm your gonna put the Oh,
2: okay.
0: Thing out for a little uh, bit and then we'll yeah, see what happens.
2: There you go. Okay.
0: Warm up, that, like that it, makes... it up. Hey, hopefully he doesn't get his ass kicked this episode like the Seahawks did on Sunday now. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That Sorry, is true. Saturday when they got their ass kicked.
1: It, it was a Saturday, yeah. Everything was all kind of messed up. There were uh, some doozies of the one Sunday. Uh, I know Grant's favorite team, the Denver Broncos, really uh, played well. Nathaniel can't hack it. See ya, bud. He gone. Did yeah. I not call that like a month ago? I'm
2: just putting it
1: out there. We we all said that that one was not going to work out.
2: Nope.
1: And, and Grant... Favorite player, Russell Wilson, who he had as the MVP of the league. He was said he is going to ruin Patrick Mahomes's reign in the AFC West, but Pat Mahomes is still standing.
0: And you know, if I'm not mistaken, I have to support my Wilson brand football here. I said the Broncos would win seven straight AFC West titles when they signed him. And uh, seven's not looking good, but six, six it'll be. Well, are are you mad at us or something? Why are
1: you uh talking with the ball over your over your face what are you are you worried the cameras can't
0: don't, don't are, are on you or something or what what's going on here what's the story you know, i mean just like russell wilson i'm a superstar and the cameras are always on me um so i know that you know wanted to pull a russell wilson but hey let's ride baby
2: okay mr unlimited
1: what's what, what's his nickname ethan mr unlimited limited i thought it was mr limited that's fair <laughs> but yeah well guys how was your how was your christmas
2: i got a new pots and pans it's great and i got uh, a walk adulting yeah
1: adulting at its finest right there's the
2: word walk i know pisses grant off so that's why i said it what word again a walk Ugh, gross you got a walk a what a walk yeah hey, i went on a walk Oh, okay. No, it's a big pan you make stir fry in. Actually? Yeah. Mar- yeah.
1: Huh. I've never heard yeah. of it.
0: These these are facts.
1: Huh. Grant something new every learn something new every day. Yep, it's a good good thing to have. Grant, how was your Christmas?
0: Uh, snowy. Snowy? Yeah. Uh, or I hit. should say I should say uh shitty roads. Snow on Christmas. Uh, yeah, it was just snowy roads, bad commute. Um, was, you know, was only able to go down just for a quick day trip. Um, cause like I said, the roads were just treacherous out there, but it was good. Um, you know, family food, you know, good presents, uh, laughs. I can't complain.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, how, how was, how was the Christmas meal?
0: It was good. You know, every year, my mom, she changes it up because every year her side comes over. It's not your traditional Christmas meal. There's no prime rib. There's no ham um crab legs she she goes themes ah what, what was the theme this year so this year it was uh graduation style meal uh pulled pulled pork, pork. sandwich nice ah, there you go let's go yeah it was yeah. It was there was there a, it, was there a talk, taco in the bag option as well uh no because it was just just the pulled pork uh i think two years ago she had a mexican theme um Last year it was it was a German or Austrian theme, and that one was fantastic. So Bro- you uh,
1: you 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 had you stuffed uh, your face with sausage. You had sausages in your mouth. So many sausages in my
2: mouth. It was awesome. <laughs> That's not really new though.
0: Um, so yeah, <laughs> here it was the it was it was pulled pork, and um, you know I probably had about three pounds worth, and then eighty-seven cookies. So it was a good day. Okay, what uh, what
1: what were some of the side dishes with the uh with the pulled pork? What was uh, what were what were the side dishes? What I'm always curious, you know, if it if it's barbecue themed, you could go a whole number of ways. You could do a baked potato, you could do fries, you could do potato salad, macaroni salad, baked beans. You know, what's uh, what are what are the side dishes?
0: Oh, uh, so it's uh, you know, side of baked beans. Okay, and well, I think she made a ham earlier in the year, and used that ham bone. Uh, oh. The beans and then a little little coleslaw
1: oh yeah you got to go with the coleslaw was it was it kind of the the store bought or was it more of a homemade was it vinegar based
0: uh it was i think it was a combination of homemade and store bought okay. uh, if you don't you know you buy buy a bag of slaw get some some dressing put it together uh with that and i i, I think she does a little something else in there that she does not let us snow because it's it's too damn good to be out of the bag okay gotcha uh there was some, some, was it like some sort of fruit salad on the side someone else brought over? Um, and then, like I said, a bajillion cookies. And then uh, me personally, not a lot of people like this, but I'm a big pickle herring guy. Herring on some crackers and then some some ham salad, which is just ham grinded up with onions and pickles. Get it on a little Ritz cracker and it's fantastic. So there you go. It was all in all, it was a success. Is that
1: like kind of the white trash uh, salmon on a bagel type thing? i uh,
0: not sure if it's white trash or not. I know not many people enjoy it. Uh, it was just something that her mom always made. And then she, and she picked up and then people always, always, I would always ask my mom, they're like, Mary, how do you make Aunt Helen's um, uh, ham spread? And she's like, you get a you on ham? you have a grinder? An onion and a pickle. It's not hard. And little mayonnaise. She has to tell people this every single time, and it's like, guys, it's four ingredients. <laughs> it's, it's not that hard. And uh, I, I shouldn't have
1: said it as a as white trash, but it's not a. You know, you think of salmon on a bagel or salmon on crackers. Yeah, no, it's more of a it's, more of a higher class. You know, oh, things that sure. we are not privileged enough to get to because we are not those type of people. Well, yeah, Ethan, Ethan might be a little bit, but Grant, you and I are not. We are we're meat and potatoes
0: people. We don't need the fancy shit. Ethan's, hey, got his, like you, Ethan's got his wine. Ethan's got his and his charcuterie board. Hey, um, hey, a good charcuterie board is
2: pretty solid as long as you have not fancy cheese. Crystal Farms
0: only. Crystal Farms. Pepper there Jack. it is. Shout out to Crystal Farms. Let's go. That's
2: that's
1: that's, that's what you call the redneck charcuterie board. Yeah,
0: oh, dog dog. Actually, no.
1: Of? Well, kind of. It's like it's like a, a step above a redneck because a redneck charcuterie
0: board. You know what that is? That's just a meat and tree- cheese tray that people give out. Well, and and the in the in the meat they they just killed that morning, like Ethan did with his bare hands, and they caught the fish inside of the lake that morning. Yeah. And, but you know, as as Ethan would know, fancy cheese from France to drink with your wine, or Crystal Farms Pepper Jack. Grant's rolling with the Crystal Farms Pepper Jack. Baby. Absolutely.
2: There were a couple from California that I ate that were like, I'm honest to god the best cheese i've ever had but that's beyond the point crystal farms just does just as good it's it's, it's great it's easy and you don't have to go 700 miles and pay a shit ton of money or have to worry about southwest canceling your flights in order to get it oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is this is true
0: oh that's awesome
1: but yeah my uh my christmas was good as well uh ate a lot Did of we food. Have a I, I, I thought we'd care. just go into to the next topic. Oh, too bad. You got to hear it. Hey, me. how
2: was your Christmas,
1: Dylan? Hey, thanks for asking, Ethan. It was yeah. good. Yeah, It was good. Uh, weather was uh, play, played a little bit of a role. Uh, sister was not able to make it home, but...
2: Aw. Yeah, able to hopefully show Not working show on me. those middle-of-nowhere hot interstates in North Dakota. No, no, it was...
1: It was, yeah, it was kind of icy on Friday, and then she had to work right away uh, Monday, so it was a little bit of a quick turnaround, and driving drive that'd... by herself on uh, on ice is, can be dangerous, especially if you don't do it a lot.
0: Sometimes mm-hmm. Christmas on a Sunday thing really messes with people, because they got to be back to work on Monday morning. It's it like really
1: yeah, well, yeah, our, our holiday was Monday, so luckily I didn't have to be.
0: Ah, uh, you got the observed holiday.
1: Yep. Yep, I did, and that's uh, that's how we got New Year's. I got Monday off as the uh, observed holiday as well, but, yeah, it was good. Uh, had some prime rib, cheesy hash browns. The dessert is cherries in the snow, as always, which is incredible if you guys have ever had it.
0: Cherries in the snow? Yep. I, it's, it's, the it's, it's, it's like
1: a pie, and it's cream cheese and, like, cherries, like can't like the canned cherries that you put on top. Uh huh. And then you put it in the fridge and you let it sit and cool for I don't know how long. It's delicious. It's
2: probably my it favorite.
0: Okay, I've I've definitely heard of worse desserts. And Ethan's guy is good at football. Bucky Irving.
2: I'm very sad. Ethan is sad.
0: Yeah, he's good at football.
2: He that was probably one of the best top five runs I've seen all year. So yes, Ethan is sad.
1: Yes. And the uh, Cowboys got a win on Christmas Eve, and we're just gonna ride this roller coaster. So I think. And you guys can help me out with this, but is this where I
2: say that the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl? That is correct. We are now okay. on the
0: trend on yeah, this ride. Yeah, you can say that. You're just lying to yourself, so it's fine, but you can go with it. We are all now right, on well, the upwards part of this ride where the Cowboys are winning the Super Bowl. It's 1995 all over again. Remember, Dylan saw that Super Bowl, even though he was right. not a full year old 18 months old or some crap like that, not even. I don't even know if he was 12 yet. I don't think he smashed. I don't I- think he that birthday cake yet for being one? No, I would have
1: had. I, I would have had a. I would have had a birthday. I would have been okay. one. So
0: you at least smashed the cake and put the cupcake all over. Oh your yeah. Face. Yep. At least. At least did that. Um. But yeah. Like I said, you know. Um. Don. Um. Tom Landry's on the sidelines. Roger Staubach is the quarterback. It's the Doomsday d- defense. Well, now we're on. We're on the upward track on this Cowboys okay. team. Where so this we- is
1: basically like. I'm honestly might be just with being a Cowboys fan, I might be just be better off going over to your guys' neck of the woods, going over to Shakopee, going to Valley fair and riding the, wild, the wild at this thing. point. Yeah. On the wild <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> Cause that's basically what this season is. It, it's up and down, especially that like their game. The game was a perfect roller coaster analogy of the game. It started terrible pick six by Dak, and then offense found got clicking defense, gave it up. Offense mm-hmm. took it back. Defense it can, is a little bit of a disaster right now. They've started out hot, got out to a 28-3 lead. Kind of seems like it's getting a little bit of uh, into crunch time. Might might blow it. Hopefully, they don't have a coach on the staff that was part of that 2016 Falcons team. Oh. I'm just happy you beat a backup <laughs> quarterback. Yep. You know what? A win's a win. There's no style points to St. Gymnastics Gardner Minshew. <laughs> I think there are where there's a few teams that would uh, be happy to have them. I bet you the Raiders would be happy to have them. I bet you the Broncos would be happy to have them. The Colts, Colts. Uh, the text. Well, pretty
2: much anybody in the, in the AFC South outside AFC South. of Jacksonville. I mean, we could be quarterback for the Colts and they could be somewhat productive. What, what about like, what, what about the Atlanta
0: Falcons, the New Orleans the Saints? Falcons, the Saints, Atlanta can run the damn ball, at least. I'll give them that. They can. But, I mean, to your point, you know, Ethan, Gardner Minshew – I'm sorry, Dylan – is a top 32 quarterback in this league.
2: He absolutely is.
0: Yeah. You know, shit, the New York Giants would take him over Daniel Jones,
1: I bet. Absolutely. Which also – with the Vikings game, though, too, did uh, did the whiteout just really screw with your guys' eyes? Like, there were so many times I thought the Giants were the Vikings – and the Vikings were the Giants.
0: Oh, dude! Especially on Hawkinson's touchdown, the toe tap one. Uh-huh. I was like, he was out of bounds. That was so those, stupid. Those white end zones were a disaster. Why would you I, do that?
2: Terrible. the The I white mean, Viking was they cool. cool, but it was hard to see them with like their jerseys and shit. It, yeah. I thought. White,
1: I thought. Like I said, I thought it was the Vikings were the Giants and the Giants were the Vikings.
0: I it didn't see it, that. It didn't make much sense. I was, like you said, I was pretty damn, damn confused the whole time seeing that.
2: If they, if they were going to go all, all this white out, they should have went white helmets with a brown or not a brown, a fucking purple horn with a gold outline. Yeah, that, that would have topped it off. That would have been yeah. absolutely disgusting. But then I wonder if that point. was discussed. Just keep the purple end zone. Leave the end yes. zone the same. And maybe yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Like the white on white purple helmet, I thought that was a great look. It just everything else was a disaster, except the ending. The ending was
2: not a disaster. No, it was not. That's what you're looking. Can we just talk? This team's eleven and zero in one possession games. Can we just kick, just kick this narrative out of the way that they're lucky? Like at some point, making plays has to matter, and that's what this team does. Like exactly. what does? You're right. What does, uh, God? What does O'Connell say in every post game? You have to be your best when your best is required. Like, that's like the epitome of this team. Like, they do that every single – every week in this game. Like, when they need to make plays, they do it. Well, and, and,
1: and football is a bit of a cyclical game where, you know, you're – one season you lose a bunch of one-score one games. The next year you, those turn your way. Well, in, 20, in 21 and 2020, the Vikings lost a lot of one-score games – And right Mm -hmm. now it's coming, it's coming back to them where they, they, they've, they're 11 and 0 and one score games. They're enjoying just at this point, I think, and I don't know if you're like the rest of the Vikings fans, Ethan, where it's just, I'm trying to enjoy the ride, but I know the letdown is coming, but right now enjoy the ride because you know what (laughs) winning is fun. I don't care how you do it. Like, like we've said a thousand times on this podcast, there ain't, this ain't gymnastics. There's no There's style th- points. Oh.
0: Winning is winning. So, two things. Remember last year, the Vikings, if they would have – all their one-possession games had gone different, they would have been a 15-2 and two team this year, last What's year. This year, if they don't have another blemish these last two games, that's a 14-3 football team. I mean, at some point, Ethan, you're right. With all these one-possession games, it's not luck. You're making the right plays. The other team is not making the right plays. You know, it's not. It's not the Vikings' fault that Dan Campbell um, blew the clock in Week Three. It's not their fault. The Buffalo Bills couldn't stop Justin Jefferson on fourth down. Or get a center quarterback a center exchange. Exchange that was a rare eight percent when the QB sneak don't work. Um, and then also. You know, there's so many other opportunities with this team where you sit back and you were like, you know, the Jets in that game, they didn't have to kick five field goals. But but they but they chose to And the Washington game, if that referee doesn't get out of the way, um, you know, that's an interception, not a touchdown there. So they're just they're making the play they need to and unlike last year. And like Eric, the enemy says, you got to give yourself a chance to give yourself a chance. And the Vikings, they're giving themselves a chance to win these games every single week. Well, and there's well, like, a belief, too, with the
1: team, too, that, like, oh, we, we're in a tight game. We, we've done this before. We can do got- it again. We're, we're going to find well, a way. I think there's culture. always a belief on that sideline that we're finding a way to come back and win this game.
2: It's culture. It's 100% the coach actually believes in Kirk. Like, last year, you could tell he never believed in Kirk. Now he has someone behind him. Kirk is probably a top – seven to eight quarterback in the league this year. Like some of the throws he's made this year are insane. But also on top of that, like Justin Gard on KFan said it really good last year or, or last yesterday. There's a, the Vikings have had a lot of great teams that have had bad luck. Like let's be real. the uh I'm trying to think. Atlanta 98. 98. 98. Yep. You come to the saints game. What were that? Oh, nine. I just oh. got fucked. Like, those are two just right there but they've never had a lot of good teams that get lucky like you see a lot of these teams from the Bengals last year. They were a good team, they weren't great but they got lucky a lot towards the end Their of the year. The kicker got hot, yep. The kicker, kicker got, got hot. How many times have we been able to say that as a Vikings team like this very well might be different. This team is different. I think it's very obvious just by how they played in the la- in the fourth quarter especially Every other Vikings team ever, they're going to lose these games. Like, it's just how it goes. You almost expect it, where now it's almost reverse, where you expect them to win. Like, if you, if they lose, we'll be surprised.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, that's exactly it. It's similar to Cowboys, where it seems like it is a roller coaster, where it's either if they start out fast, those first 10 plays, they go right down the field score, or they start a little slow, and then they come back to life. And then there's a lull for about – Thirty-five minutes in the game, and then all of a sudden, that's when the fireworks happen, and they're making plays when they have to. And they, who they, maybe they can find a way to get the one seed if uh, Philly falls down the stretch. But right now, at the two seed, I, I mean, Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson are, despite what some people, I don't know, I saw you tweeting about it, Ethan, say that they're not a top ten. Receiver quarterback combination.
2: or oh, they're if not the top, top three minimum.
0: Yeah, yeah. The but dude had twenty two catches on the year. He just 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 broke Chris Carter's record in fifteen games.
2: Mm-hmm. If he has two o
0: four versus the Packers, he breaks the all time record in in seventeen games. I, I'm trying to think of quarterback duos who are better than them right now. I mean, there isn't. I, mean, um, Allen. Allen and Diggs, sexy. Even then, Diggs. the last two weeks, Diggs has done nothing when it matters the yeah. most. Oh, exactly. You know, Burrow and Diggs. I mean, um, sorry. Malik Burrow, Willis
1: and, and Traylon Burks. Oof.
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> John Robinson, shout out to you, former GM Tennessee Titans. Mike AJ
2: Davis, whoever the fuck they have a quarterback. I don't know. The Texans, hey. I don't even know. If that's Malik, Malik
0: Willis. AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts, that's a nice little duo. but that's I don't not want to talk bad. about it.
2: But they haven't been, none of those guys, obviously, some of the ones we joked about, but like, none of those guys have been as consistent as uh, Kirk and JJ since what, week five or six? Yeah. Like, it's since it is game, he's pretty much gone off every game.
0: Just take the last three years as a sample size. JJ has three of the top five receiving yard seasons in Viking team history. And he's been in, in the NFL for three years.
2: It's incredible. What was that tweet I texted, or uh, yeah, I texted you guys at about JJ or whatever. Oh, most hundred yard receiving yeah. games in four years. He's in his third year, third season. It's incredible. Uh-huh. It's uh, one hundred fifty plus or one seventy five plus, something like that. He already has more one hundred seventy five plus yard games as Randy Moss in his whole career, not just a Viking. Like that's insane.
0: And you throw in Moss, you know, his twenty three touchdown year in New England. It's insane.
2: Yeah, just stupid. Like it makes no sense. The dude's an alien. Yeah. And well, so I think too, like the, uh,
1: this, this team almost reminds me, and I wasn't alive for it, but the 85 uh, NC State Wolfpack team, I don't know if you guys have seen that 30 for 30 on them. Is that Jimmy V's national title team? Yep. And he, they talked about how, like, you know, there, there's going to be games where you guys aren't the most talented team, but, if you guys find ways to hang around and pull some of these games out, you know, your guys are going to build that confidence, that belief. And that's exactly what this team is. This old team feels a little bit, and I don't know, I probably have my years wrong, but I want to say it was, it was either 85 or 86 that the NC State Wolfpack won it all. Like that's kind of how this team feels is it's just, we're just going to hang around and
2: see what happens. I have one more thing to add on Kirk this year. I already talked a lot about it, but he actually trusts his guys for the first time and feels confident throwing these 50, 50 balls. Like that third in whatever it was nine or so on the last drive for versus the giants just throws that out route to Jefferson. He's not even out of his break. It, he just throws it. Jefferson goes and gets it that touchdown to Hawkinson on the, on the left pylon. He never throws those last year. Like Zimmer would have freaking hung him on the field. If he threw those balls last year, like this yeah, year, like, KOC's telling him to do it. Like he wants them to go make their plays. Like he knows their guys are better than the other than the other team. Like 87, 18, and 17, 19. Like they're all better than those guys that are going to go get those balls. Let them go prove it.
0: Yeah. Well, then all guys like shout out here to Quesy. Mid-season, knowing that this offense needs to get better and we need production out of the tight end. Let's let's get the best tight end in our division and and lock them down.
2: Honestly, motorcycle. right now, it might
0: be a top two tight end in the league. Top two, top yep. three tight end in the league. I mean, it's, it's Hawkinson, Kittle, and Kelsey, and everyone else. Yeah. What he's done since he's been traded here is, is unbelievable. The, the production he's putting up. And guess what? He's helping J.J. and Osborne have better numbers because T.J. is owning the middle of the football field.
2: Another I've, thing, Dylan, you brought up not getting the one seed. Oh, go, guys. Or Dylan. Or, well, I was just
0: going
1: to say it was, it was 83 that NC State won it all, the year I'm talking about.
2: Okay. But anyways. But you were talking about the one seed. Like, you having to go to Philly would obviously suck. But this is not the same team that went there week two and struggled. Like, Kirk no. is on a whole different level right now. You add in Hawkinson and their run defense – sucks. Jordan like, Davis, got- play action. Oh, they're fucked. Like they are so screwed
0: with JJ on those crossers. Like it's done. It's over. Well, and at that point in the, in week two, was it 21, seven or 14, seven, Irv Smith dropped that touchdown. He, he dropped came- the
2: touchdown. And they don't, they were never out of that game. Like people are saying, like they shot themselves in the foot. How much Kirk through what? Two, Two or three picks, two in the red zone. Like yeah, they move. Minnesota moved the ball
1: well that game. It was just far.
2: their their situational football was
1: awful. And Herb yeah. Smith, talk about addition by subtraction. Exactly. And yeah. Then
0: you go get one of the best tight ends in the league. I mean, yeah. I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure Hawkinson catches that football. And if it's twenty one fourteen going into the second half, it's a whole different game. Oh, whole ball game. One seven, whole different
2: game. And I, they, held them, they, checked, they held them in check second half.
0: Like, they didn't I, even move the ball. They can, got the ball to start the second half. If it's 21-14, you just have a nice touchdown drive um, in the link, you're telling me you can't get some momentum? So this is a hypothetical, but this is a matchup we could easily be seeing again. And then also, mm-hmm. even you mentioned the one seed, Dylan. Even if, you know, you can't get that, having that two seed is huge because you make San Francisco come. Come here, yep. yep here and then you know what I understand quarterback I understand that place has been playing great but if it's the he hasn't played in a loud stadium like he would be here and the communication aspect would be totally different so that would be one potential matchup I am so looking forward to seeing
2: And they haven't played an offense like ours either let's be real like well the last time they did
0: they gave up 44 points to the Chiefs
2: yeah, and like yeah. the Dolphins are good, but the Dolphins moved the ball on them too. Let's not forget that. Like they had good yardage. It was just Tua just sucked again.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, yeah. He was hurt.
0: The last time, last time the Niners played the legit offense in their stadium, they gave it 44 points. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I suppose, boys, let's just uh let's just stay in the state of Minnesota because the Goofers. Get to play Syracuse today in the pinstripe bowl. The game's at twelve twelve PM Mountain Time, one central time, in Yankee Stadium. So we'll see. We'll see if the twins can get a postseason win in New York. I've made that joke plenty of times, but I'm trying to speak it into existence here. Minnesota's an eleven-point favorite in this game. I would expect that I kind of expect this game to be uh, a low scoring game Both teams have really solid defenses uh, If you're Syracuse You definitely want to try to make Turn this into a passing game Try to shut down Ibrahim Because would not be surprised again If with the time off that he's had to rest I would not be surprised if PJ Fleck Runs him 40 sometimes again Tried to lead them to a victory Caliak Manis, The era has officially begun Tanner Morgan is not playing in, in
2: this game It is oh. They didn't say for sure or not. PJ wouldn't say. He said he could play. Okay. If I was a betting man, I would say AK8 plays the whole game. But then if they're winning, I think Tanner gets the, gets the last snap to kneel it. Which I think him. is very, very fitting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, also, this is he, just me. Give Tanner one more RPO completion. Just one more. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. One more that- RPO completion and a kneel.
1: Well, and Tanner Morgan's got kind of, I guess you could say, he's, his career is very similar to Sean Clifford, where it seems like both parties are tired of each other as far as Sean Clifford for Penn State, Morgan for Minnesota, where there were some really good highs, there were some real bad lows, but you can't tell the story of Minnesota football without Tanner Morgan because he was Fleck's guy from the start, from or not from the start, but since basically since Fleck has been at Minnesota, he when he was out, feels like he's been the quarterback. And in nineteen, when they had their incredible year with Tyler Johnson and Rashad Bateman, I mean, he was he was on fire. And you know, I think some injuries. He had some personal struggles. I know he lost his dad while he was playing for the Gophers, and I mean, that can't be easy on well on anybody, especially a 20, 22, 20, 22 year old kid. 22. But,
0: you're well, looking, now he's 23, yeah. But you're living away from home. You're in the middle of a pandemic. You can't see your family. Yeah, hell yeah, it's gonna wear on you. Yeah. And he, by all, he seemed like
1: the he seems Incredible like a team, team guy. Everybody, every like everybody on the team loves him. And when PJ <laughs> Fleck talks about him, I I don't think I've seen him not talk about him where he doesn't almost get choked up about him. So. I mean, the, the impact Tanner Morgan had is he's set this team up to be successful for years down the line. He's laid the foundation, I guess you could say.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, he's all time. I don't know if he's throwing all the touchdowns, like the stat wise, but he's the winningest QB in Minnesota history, which I mean, might not be saying a whole lot, but at a power five program to like actually lead your team and wins all time. Like that's a big deal. I don't care where you play. That's you won games you came in there you did your job you set a foundation now aka go beat it yeah well and, and you got to look at look at where
1: minnesota was cuz there were there, yeah. i mean there was some turmoil I, I don't think it was i think with like kill obviously having to re- retire because of person or for health reasons and then the clays debacle and then uh, there was a bunch of transfers and roster turnover too and having to come into that you need a strong leader at the quarterback position, and he, he brought that. Claims was a disaster. I'm
2: just going to say that.
0: Well, and it's it's kind of crazy, guys, how you talk about plays there. Again, yeah. it strikes again. This is fantastic. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, it's your flying light, boys. Cover uh-huh. duck and wolf. But it's funny how one tweet changed the Minnesota football program yeah. for the best. I mean, yep. who, would, who would have thought, thought that six six years ago? Um, but no, you guys, you're right. I mean, because what Tanner did, you know, is he laid the foundation and he set the standard. Now, when everybody walks into that room, they're going to and, um, you know, they might be tired for a workout. They, they had a, a project they were up all night for. They got a test this afternoon in a certain class where they're worried about their stress these players who have been around and they're going to say, well, what did Tanner do? You know, Tanner was there, he was working his tail off. Um, and then he still, he still went to class. He was dealing with his personal issues. He was a good person off the field. You know, when, when PJ came in in 2017 and said, Hey, we we need to change the culture in this, this program and change is hard. You know, Tanner was his guy and, and Tanner did it for him. And, you know, now we get to see um, where it can go for these next couple of years. But, it's only gonna be good because what is this? What is could this be what three straight years, Ethan? Four, uh, three or four straight years with nine wins for Minnesota? Uh, well three, no, throw three, out the COVID. COVID well, throw out the COVID year because that doesn't yeah. count. 21, 22 That could be three straight years of nine wins. Three years and four years of yeah. nine wins. Yeah, nine, yeah. There's so nothing to be really,
2: yeah. and, and honestly, know, this year was even a disappointment, if you ask I me. Mean, I, I shouldn't say disappointment. Um not what I expected in terms – I thought they'd honestly win more. And I think, feel like they definitely think that as themselves. Like the Iowa game, the Purdue game. Like those are two wins right there. They probably should have won. So, like you very well could have been looking at 11, 10, and 2 West champs. Yeah. Like very, very – three possessions probably – three plays really dictate them in, the West. them in Indy two weeks ago versus Purdue.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think losing Ottman Bell really – really set them back because after him, they had, they didn't have a go-to guy to
0: throw to. No,
2: no, not for a while until DJ showed up at the end of the year again, but I don't know.
0: You know, I, and back, back to the game tomorrow. The one thing I hope is Yankee stadium is not an ice rink. Like it was when Iowa played Boston college there a couple years that's ago, but that would, this, that would be a hard game to watch if that's the case. So hopefully Yankee stadium has a good set of grass on there tomorrow afternoon for these players.
2: Better than what's on the field right now between Oregon and North Carolina. Dude, this field at Petco is awful. It's terrible. But that right' don't play it. fucking football on a bay. it's not the same. Like you're consistently tearing it up where in baseball, you don't do that.
0: Yeah, so I mean f- this, it looks cool cuz downtown San Diego looks lit, but the turf is awful. Like people, these shit. players are going to hurt.
2: Yeah
1: beautiful yeah. beautiful ballpark i've been there for a game they've it's really sweet they have a uh, in left field oh they have goodness. an old industrial oh, shit. Thing that's like oh. a uh did they actually pick that well i don't know you're a play ahead of me and dylan was saying you interrupted him that that was like now they have his like sweets and like a like a restaurant type of thing it's pretty cool beautiful ballpark san diego's a beautiful city i think if there is any place that I had to live in California, San
2: Diego would be the spot. You know, everybody I talked to says Oh no that- way. Sorry, I'm watching this game. Holy hell, Grant, you're gonna lose your mind when you see this.
0: Yeah, dude, that that <laughs> is incredible. Well and keep soccer growing up comment on the on the fact that it looks like there's what he kicked
2: it to himself. I know.
0: There's white wedding chairs on this sideline for North Carolina's bench. Why? Why do we have wedding chairs on the sideline? Maybe
1: there's someone's getting it's married. California.
0: It's Dylan. You said there's some things that you just don't want to ask questions. You don't want to know the answer to. it's You're right. Um. damn, that's crazy.
2: That was sick.
0: But yeah, I mean, back, you know, to the Gophers here, hopefully it's not an ice rink out there because that would be awful to watch an awful to play on.
2: Yeah. The only
1: Indeed. hard thing, about another baseball crazy. field since
0: we, uh, since we were on yeah. the topic.
2: Yeah. Why are they reviewing this? Can't you kick the ball? I don't know. But you
0: uh, not kick it. It just.
2: But uh, the only hard thing, I shouldn't say the only hard thing, but one hard thing for the Gophers is both Syracuse's OC and DC are gone. So you probably aren't gonna know like what those tendencies that they usually in these like these certain areas of the field they go to more what plays or whatever. So they'll have to probably go with that on the fly now that they have like an interim OC and in DC, but
0: was it someone on staff,
2: you know? I think it's both, yeah. They're both like people that like got promoted for the game or whatever. Which oh, okay. I mean, they might they very well might have the same play calls. You you don't know, like, but um that obviously does make it a little bit harder just not seeing that not knowing what you're going to see on film is exactly what they're going to do
0: makes sense and then hey speaking of coaching changes bowl games did i see was luke fickle coaching wisconsin yeah, yesterday yeah
2: and uh what's his nuts uh was the dc leonard yeah wow what kind of so no does that idea. mean jim
1: leonard's gonna stay on now or what's what's going on no here? he's not
2: no he's not i, I know he's not but that well, he you said what? that in his statement. He said that in his statement. He, was gonna, he wasn't returning, but he was going to be the D.C. for the playoff. or the, Oh, I thought he was going to be game. the head coach. Oh, he said in his statement he was going to be the D.C. What you, kind of
0: – that you hire Fickle in December, and he's going to be the head coach in your bowl game? Yeah, I, I thought it know. was
1: tradition for Wisconsin that when Barry the head good. coach leaves, it has to be Barry Alvarez. With, yep. I don't well, think Barry Alvarez has ever actually won
0: a bowl game when he's been the interim coach. You got to remember this, Barry. I think he retired, so he has nothing to do with Wisconsin. That's right, he's, yeah. Well he, he still has something to do with it. Well, for sure, but oh, he's wow. not not cashing a check. Um, he's just, you know, doing stuff underneath the table. I mean, this yes. is – just can't change coaches on the fly. Uh, I don't know what Wisconsin is doing. That's
1: well. You usually you never see the the incoming. Head coach coaching the bowl game. I mean, usually they're they're there and watching, but usually they're kind of doing the car wash media tour where they're gonna go sit with the radio for Wisconsin. They'll go sit on the national broadcast, the national radio type of thing. But yeah, that, I I didn't get to watch any of it. But I didn't either. I do know. Drake yeah, I, w- May I saw that too, and I was
2: confused by it. Drake May is gonna be a problem next year for Minnesota. Just gonna put that out there right now. He's the
1: early Heisman favorite next year. No, oh, no, not- it's Shadir Sanders. Shadir Sanders I just saw today. Shut the hell.
2: Shut up.
1: Dion, Dion's kid, oh, fuck off.
2: I, I, I saw I, that. I was like, are you? Are you...
1: Dude, I hope Colorado goes that, that, through. That's just Vegas just like, because you know there's a bunch of dummies out there that are just going to bet that too, because. Oh, dude, they're, you know. That's just Vegas stealing money at that point. Oh, That's
0: it, why it, Vegas plays chess. We play checkers. Oh, yeah, those casinos don't build themselves. Um, they pay for themselves. and You know there's so many stupid people out there who are just going to throw stacks down on Sanders' kid to win the heist.
2: Yeah. De'Anne can piss off. How he treated their actual – like the former commits for Colorado is just ridiculous. I don't know yeah, if
0: you guys read it or not. That's the – yeah. pretty much tell them we're taking your scholarship and to, and to frick off. No, that's the no,
2: bullshit. He, no, no, no. He didn't even tell No, That was the players. The commits from the old staff. He yeah. literally – didn't even contact them, nowhere they would ask them, hey, is my scholarship so good? They had the AD when they were in the process, like, your scholarship's going to be honored. It's going to be honored. As soon as Dion gets there, doesn't answer their texts, their calls, emails, no one on staff. Some like graduate assistant contacted all these, uh, or no, some recruiting uh, staff guy uh, right. talked to all these families of these commits, like two or three days before signing day, told them, yeah, no, we don't have it. we don't have
0: room for you. Dude, that's not fair because these guys with – They have nowhere to go. Because yeah. telling hey, a- I'm locked in Colorado, I'm
2: locked in Colorado, and then nothing.
0: You could have had – let's say, hypothetically speaking, let's say you had um uh, a defensive back commit from, you know, the Denver area, um you know, Boulder, who was deciding between Utah and Colorado. Yep. And he, he talked to Coach Whittingham. He talked to, you know, interim coach, was it Sanford? Um, yep. And he decided, you know what? I want to stay home. I maybe have a better shot to get on the field earlier. Thanks, Coach Winningham. I'm gonna to go to Colorado. Well, Coach Winningham yeah. and staff they say, "All right, we lost this dude from the Denver yeah. area. There's a guy down in Tempe here in Phoenix. Let's go get after him." Utah goes and gets their safety, and then oh, Dion doesn't want to take my um, honor, my commitment to my scholarship. I'm gonna call Coach Winningham. Hey, sorry, we already filled that spot. We can't do it. These kids are screwed. That's what's. That's not fair to that's,
1: them. It's the nature of college football. It's
0: stupid.
1: That's the hard, harsh reality of it. It's
2: God, unfortunate,
1: and yeah, it's shitty. It sucks. But so, I think we should let's try to keep things moving here. Let's go. Let's go over to the uh, New Year's New Year's Eve games, non-playoff games. We'll get to those. We'll we'll cap the show with that before we get to Curveball of the Week. But let's start with. Grant's Iowa Hawkeyes, which Grant, I do have to compliment you. Your air that Arrowhead hoodie is awesome.
0: Oh, dude, yeah! Shout out, shout out, Olivia Castor. Uh, awesome Christmas present. She was browsing, browsing at a vintage Arrowhead Stadium sweatshirt with with the flyover on there, the Can- Kansas City on the end zone, and on the scoreboard here, the old A for the fiftieth year on the stadium. Uh, I mean she nailed it. The sweatshirt she is where she got it. She didn't say, like I said, I think she was just on Facebook and she was browsing something and she maybe found like a vintage um like clothing. one of those
1: advertising things that pop up
0: because I've I've seen that one before too. Like that. And then she saw it and she was like, Okay, yeah, winner winner chicken dinner right here. Um, and as you guys know, vintage clothes are coming back in. Yeah, I love it. I'm here and for it. After putting this sweatshirt on, I'm all for it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I am absolutely. There's a really really good vintage shop in St. Cloud, actually. That's where I got my Twins 1987 World Series shirt, and they have some damn good stuff there. So, like, I need to need to head back up there. And it's relatively cheap too. They have like old jerseys and stuff. Like, it's pretty sick. Nice.
0: Yeah. So yeah, this this sweatshirt may have just became my favorite one. So yeah. Well, so
1: we got Iowa versus Kentucky in the Music City Bowl. This game is uh, starts ten a.m. on New Year's Eve, twelve thirty-one on ABC. Iowa is a two-point favorite. I don't have the total in front of me, but take the under because we don't know who's playing quarterback for either team. I don't know Grant. Maybe hey, you you've looked into this more, but is this a Deuce Hogan revenge game?
0: I'm I'm not even sure. I mean, you know, not to sound like a a a, a bad fan here, but you Know when the season ended, having that sour taste in your mouth, laying that egg against Nebraska, looking like a three and eight football team. Um, just kind of put a bad taste in my mouth. I saw they're playing Kentucky, really a, a rematch from last year's bowl game. Will Levis decides to opt out. Petrus is hurt. Uh, Padilla enters the portal. Um, has he committed to the Colorado School of Mines yet? Or, or are we still waiting for him to go to the division two level? I think
1: we're still waiting on that one. Well, the transfer report. Transfer, so, we're not gonna bring up the transfer portal because that's a whole other podcast in itself that is a absolute I, shit show. But back I, to back to the Music City bowl. I was just making fun of him because yeah. he should be a
0: <laughs> player. He'll end up at Pueblo State there in Colorado. Um But I just not not sure who's gonna play quarterback. I know Sam Laporta said he's gonna play in his last game for a Hawkeye uniform, so so that'll be nice. Wait, one more game. Uh, you know, out of the tight end, it kind of stinks that you know Kayvon Merriweather decided to uh, to opt out. But you know what? You got Sunday on your mind in the future. I don't blame it for not wanting to get hurt. Um, I think I think Jack Campbell is going to play. There's no so, way he. Will. Yeah, there. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, being a Cedar Rap- Cedar Rapids kid, Iowa kid, there's no way he won't play.
2: I believe it's Joey Lavis will be starting though.
0: For for Iowa. Ryan, was he? is he – he's a more athletic guy. I'm not saying he's a runner. Supposedly, but,
2: I, I don't know anything about him.
0: but I, I mean, I don't know either. And, you know, if I'm going to keep 100 guys, I'm not going to learn much about him because he's not going to be QB1 next year. No. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, like I said on a podcast earlier this month, Iowa can um, get a win over Kentucky because I'm sick of seeing Kentucky and I'm sick of seeing the Cincinnati Bengals. 2022 was a bad year for, the, for my teams against those teams. So hopefully we can, uh, you know, end the year strong and get a win and, and feel confident going into the off season. Because, you know, unfortunately, Iowa has not won a bowl game since the 2019 Holiday Bowl when they played USC. Because 2020 got canceled because Missouri decided to send their players home and everybody got COVID, losing last year to Kentucky. So it would be nice to get back on the board, you know, and and – to win win a bowl game and get some confidence going into next year.
1: Yeah. Always good to end the, end the season on a high note, especially after the uh, debacle that happened the day after Thanksgiving in Iowa city.
0: And also I will say, you know, it's it's a nice opportunity for a bunch of young Iowa players to get on the field and get prepared for next year. Cause there is going to be some significant roster turnover, you know, losing a lot of experience especially on the defensive side of the ball. So hopefully you can get these guys some live action and some live bullets. Um, people falling around their knees and like I said, we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, for sure. And with that, let's go. We'll go over. We'll jump ahead a couple. Actually, no, we, we can stay on New Year's Eve. And the uh, a game that's going to be going on at the exact same time, the All-State Sugar Bowl is happening. Alabama. Six and a half point favorites over the Big 12 champions, Kansas State Wildcats. Game 10 a.m. on ESPN. And big question with this one is, is does Alabama want to be there? That always seems to be a question against a team that feels as if they underachieve this year. Uh, in early in Nick Saban's uh, reign as head coach, it seemed like if they weren't playing, they were playing in what? Was labeled as a meaningless bull game. They would kind of come out flat, and not really. It took them a little bit to warm up, wake up. But last year, or not last year, but in 2019 season, they when they played Michigan, blew the doors off them. They wanted to be there. They played well. Uh, Bryce Young is going to be playing potentially his last game, probably Will his Anderson. last game. Will Anderson also probably his last game as well. If that tells you right there they're going to play. They're going to play Kansas state is going to want to try to run the ball. And I, I hope this game is close. I hope Kansas state gives them a run, but I think Alabama, I think those guys like that, we mentioned, I think they are going to want to be there. I think they want to send out that senior class on a high note. And I think this game is close at half, but I think Alabama pulls away in the second half. I'm just, I just don't think Kansas state has that depth up front yet to compete with the Alabamas of the world.
2: I'm with you. I think Alabama eventually pulls away Just deuce Vaughn. I don't think they'll be able to get enough out of him. They're going to shut him down. I don't know what they have at receiver. I'm not going to lie, but uh, I don't think they have nearly as much talent as Alabama at the end of it. And Bryce young as well. Bryce young, he's going to make some stupid plays that Kansas state's QB no offense cannot do. So, um, Alabama. I'll say by twenty.
0: And is is Adrian um, Martinez playing for Kansas State, or is he still hurt? It's. I thought I. They said this in the
1: Big Twelve Championship game that they think he'll be ready to go for the bowl game. But I. I think they're going to stick with Will Thompson, and they might work Adrian Martinez in.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. But. You know, Adrian Martinez is another guy too that you you got to feel good for for having a lot of up or oh, for a, sure. few, a few ups a lot of downs in Nebraska of... mm-hmm. and then finding and then going to Kansas State and really playing well and then un- just unfortunately got hurt and was it had to sit out the rest of the season or for most of the season but you know you know, you've got to leave Dude, leave had his college on a high note
0: had he not gotten hurt in that first half in that TCU game they would probably win that game yeah. Oh, absolutely. They were up, they were yeah, up twenty-eight they, to ten or something, I think. Yeah, and I think at one point it was was it, yeah, twenty-eight to ten or twenty-four to zero. Um so yeah, to your point, you feel you feel good for him, Dylan. I just I'm wondering if the speed and the strength on Alabama's front seven is gonna be something that Kansas State's not used to.
2: Yeah, you have to wonder how good oh, go ahead, Grant.
0: Sorry, I thought you were I, done. Those horses that Alabama has up front. They don't have that in the Big 12. And I understand no. Alabama's defense statistically, you know, wasn't really that good this year. They gave up a lot of points. But when you get Will Anderson Jr., is it Henry Taotoa? Tautoa, number yeah. whatever. Yeah, total and total. then Dallas, you get Dallas Turner coming at you. Uh no, I don't want to, I don't want to stop that. Those those dudes are on a mission and they're trying to hurt some people. And I just I, I'm curious to see if Kansas State will be ready for it. Um, and if they're not, it could be a long, long day in New Orleans for the Wildcats.
2: You do have to wonder, though, with Adrian Martinez, like, one, if he could have stayed healthy in Nebraska, and, two, if he had a different coach than Frost, how good he could have been.
0: Well, yeah, and to your point, isn't because it, it showed this year, he had a coach that finally believed in him. Yeah, and, and you a, know, one that wasn't And an offensive alcoholic. coordinator Colin Klein, who actually put him in good spots. Yeah. Look! Look at the year he put up. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and – Probably the best part of his year was that Saturday night. Norman, when he lit Oklahoma on fire, they oh, just
2: look good.
0: They could not stop him. They cool. did not have an answer for Adrian Martinez.
2: No,
1: and especially because he had to go back because the year before had some turnovers that cost them the game, essentially. And then yep. to be able to go basically go back to the scene of the crime and have, have basically pretty much a Heisman moment. And
0: you yeah. had the game the game of your career. Yep. Yeah.
1: I think if, if, when Kansas state fans look back on the, the
0: brief Adrian Martinez era, that's the game they're going to point to. And also they might point to maybe this, if you know, things really get going with coach climbing here, that could be that game where it was that signature. win. they were like, this team is now officially buying in. Like, Hey, we can compete with these guys because you know, I, know, I get it, Oklahoma finished the year 6-6, six and six, and they blew a lot of games late. But at the time, they were 3-0. and They just destroyed Nebraska. They're feeling good about themselves, and Kansas State went there, and they beat that ass. So it be interesting to watch Kansas State over these next couple of years, and maybe we can sit back and say, that Saturday night, Norman changed things for them.
1: Yes, it did indeed. Indeed it did. And with that, we'll, we'll go jump into the new year. And we got one game to cover or preview before we get into the playoff games. And this one is the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl game. The college football's greatest venue, the Rose Bowl. It's Penn State versus Utah. Utah two and a half point favorites. This game's on January 2nd at 3 p.m. on ABC. So that one is Monday. And this is a game, you know, we talked about Alabama, we're not sure if they're going to want to be there. This is a game that I think both Penn State and Utah want to be there because Penn State in 2016, they were in the Rose Bowl. They lost on a last second field goal to USC, which was an incredible game. And then Utah, if they didn't have running backs and receivers playing cornerback and having a bunch of guys out <laughs> with COVID, they probably win. So I think Utah is going back to the scene of the crime, and they're going to want to come and right the wrong from last year and against the team that I think they match up very well against, because Utah is going to want to run the ball. They're going to play smash mouth and Penn state's defense is not very good. And in, in the end, I think this game will come down to quarterback play as well. And I like cam rising more than I like Sean
2: Clifford. <coughs> My analysis is fairly easy on this game one I picked Utah to win the national title so I feel a disservice to them if I don't pick them as they're my bandwagon this year respect so, one that's one reason two I think Sean Clifford's a giant piece of shit so <laughs> I'm going to go with King Rising in Utah that's my that's my analysis there you go you're welcome
0: I Ethan said it all Sean Clifford sucks he's he's a player with with a better O line and a better skill players and he's 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 a step above Tanner Morgan and two steps above Spencer Peters, which is not saying much because both of those guys.
2: Three, are...
0: three. over three. Graham- <laughs> 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 I see what you did there. But, yeah, Sean, Sean Clifford's awful. And then, you know, there's the one thing I never say about a James Franklin coach team is this, guys. They're tough. You know what I say about Utah? They're tough and they're going to beat the brakes off of you.
1: Hopefully, um, hopefully Utah has their uh, has their aisle for peanut butter and jelly sandwiches.
0: And it, it, better watch out; the schmuckers flying <laughs> their way. Um, and just I just I Dylan, I'm with you. I think this means more to Utah. You know, look at last year; they had the roses on the decal on their helmet. This year's um, also looks sweet. I haven't seen them yet. How cool are they?
1: They they also have the rose coming out of the U. It it looks pretty slick.
0: Let's go look it up. Like like you said, I think they're going to return to the scene of the crime. And everyone's talking about, you know, USC and Oregon after signing day. They're the two best teams. USC, Caleb Williams, had he not hurt his hamstring. Yada, yada, yada. Well, Utah's sitting back like, hey, don't forget about us. You know, Pac-12 champs. We've been in the Pac-12 title games for the last five seasons. Kyle Winningham is somehow the most underrated coach in America. I think they're going to come up with bad intentions. And Cam Rising is a football dude. He knows he kind of got, oh, sexy. Yeah, I'm a very, fan. I'm a fan. Nice. I'm a fan of that. You know, Cam Rising, I think he's going to come out and, and try to get some of the respect that he deserves on the biggest stage. So I'm with you guys. I, I think I think Utah wins this game. And, you know, Dylan, I'll take a step above. I think like what Joel Klatt said, the college football national title game every year should be played. Absolutely. Yes. Every year. Yep. Screw yep. the NFL stadiums. Screw the turf they play in. It's bad for your joints. It's like playing on cement. Get out there. You have the mountains in the background. Get on the grass. It should be in Pasadena every single year. And you know what? I think the Super Bowl should be there, too. I agree. You know what? Yes. A thousand percent. Just- the Rose Bowl should be where title games are being played at. Exactly. Playing Nation- as the
1: sun setting go- over the San Gabriel Mountains. Beautiful setting.
2: It's what, it, it's what football is. Look at, look at you cool. knowing your geography. Talking Thank about you. them mountains. Stand you know? up. Let's go. You
1: know, I'm, I, I've been saying this for a while. I'm the king of knowing pointless shit nobody cares about. <laughs> this is why I thought you were just destined for nothing. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know what has gotten me, but I guess it's gotten me a podcast, it's gotten me a friendship with you guys. I I I guess that's 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 positive. I haven't decided yet. But well, I mean at this at this point we've been friends since we met in twenty fourteen. So we're going on almost nine years. So at this point it's
0: like it's there's no turning back now. Cause what hold on, what do they say? Like if you a friendship lasts more than seven years, it's gonna last a lifetime. Probably, yeah. All right, well, let's think about this. Who are the seven people I talk to every single day? Alex, I've known him since I was five. Connor, I've known him since I was 16. I met Caleb when I was 18. You guys when I was, what, 20, 19? Oh, yeah, that's a thing.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's, that's... <laughs> so, yeah, well, I'm I'm excited to watch the Rose Bowl on on the day off and – Then uh, I guess, I suppose, are we going to maybe record right after it or as the finish, as the finish concludes, we'll figure that out logistically later. But we got playoffs, boys. It is finally here. It feels like it's been a month. It's been just sitting there waiting. Like, is it here yet? Is New Year's Eve here yet? Come on. Day by day, it's getting closer and closer. And while we finally reached the week, it was almost like waiting for football to start in August. But now it is finally here it is playoff week and since michigan tcu plays and michigan is my favorite team so we'll we'll finish the show with them we'll start we'll go a little bit backwards here we'll start with the peach bowl this game 6 p.m on espn on saturday 12 31 georgia ohio state georgia's six and a half point favorites And the last time we saw Ohio State play, they got emasculated. They got humiliated. They got run out of their own building by a team they said they were going to beat the last 365 days a year, 365 days since they got beat because it was a fluke. There's no way it would happen two years in a row. Everybody said it. I believe two guys on this podcast here said that was going to happen. But you know what? They snuck in. They got in. They are a very talented team. I'm not going to make any bones about it.
2: I'll they are it. talented.
1: I'll say it. They're soft. they it, 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 That's what you finished my sentence for me, Ethan. They are cool. they, they they are soft. They are not tough. And this is a game I think if Ohio State wants to win, C.J. Stroud, and we'll, we'll, we'll make a league reference here, is C.J. Stroud has to go deep down inside of him and let his inner Brian out. He's got to find that dog in him. He's got to go make, go and make plays. He's got to, if there's a chance for him to get a first down with his legs, he's got to do it. I think for Ohio State to have a shot, I think he's going to have to run for 50, 60 yards because he's proven he can run. He did it in the Northwestern game. He's had chances, but he just for some reason doesn't want to do it. He's going to have to because there's going to be a time where the receivers aren't going to be open and he's going to have to go extend a play with his legs. He's got to go lower his shoulder, lower the boom on a guy, and go make a play, extend a drive, move the sticks, or jump into the end zone. And the other part of it is, too, is because Travion Henderson is done. He's not coming back. He's hurt for the year. Smith and Jigba. Smith and Jigba's out. Mayan Williams, you know, there was talk that he was healthy, but he barely played in the Michigan game. He was – so I don't know the status of his health. And the running back after – Mayan and Williams, they don't really have a running back because they were digging deep in the Michigan game trying to find guys to run the ball. And then it got to a point where they just said, screw it, we're done. We're not going to run the ball anymore.
0: So I just, guys, I just saw the most ridiculous stat of all time that just shows how dominant this Georgia team has been this year. In the 13 games they've played, they've outgained their opponents by... 2,599 yards. That seems good. I don't know if Iowa has 2,600 yards of offense on the year.
2: <laughs> it's also fair.
0: Well, but, but you know what? To, Let's – uh, you, you to, guys keep talking. I'll look this up. To Ethan's point in Ohio State being soft, can this team grow a pair of testicles in 30 days? No. It's a serious no. question because – let's go even go back to last year. Oregon goes into the shoe boat racism. I mean, just throws them around like a rag doll. I mean, it was, it was, it was a knockout Michigan times two Michigan last year bludgeon them. Utah put up over 600 yards of offense bludgeon them. Jim Knowles comes in. Well, guess what? Their one loss this year bludgeoned by a Michigan team. Can this team Grow testicles and learn how to stop the run in 30 days. Because if they can't, Georgia is going to win this game by 17 points. How big and how physical that Georgia offensive line is, they are just going to mow over Ohio State. Well, and
1: and and like you said, is I think at this point in the season, you are what you are. You are what like, they are. You are what you are. You 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 just can't develop toughness in 30 days. That 30 is days. a that is a 24-7, 365-day actually. A 258, 366 day a year thing of developing toughness. That starts in the weight room. That starts in being disciplined in your studies, under- going, taking mental reps in practice. And just having the attitude of you aren't gonna be you aren't better than me, and I'm gonna run through your face and I'm not gonna have this fake tough guy bullshit that this team has seemed to pick up since Ryan
0: Day has taken over. Well, and also, let's be honest, guys, when you look at this Ohio State teams for their quality of play over the last four years, this team has gotten worse every single season. And what's that matter? Well, and, and then just, and just in general. Also, like when I look at that 2019 team, that team was dominant. That team could have won a national title. That was Urban Myers players. 2020, COVID year or not, whatever, they went and they played for a national championship. They weren't quite as good. Still mostly Urban Myers players. Now we're getting into these years three and four with Ryan day. These are his players. They're not, they're not as good of a team. Uh, And it's like, you see on the internet and Brian Hartline and all these coaches that want to talk about where wide receiver, you zone six, look at, look at all the five-star wide receivers we have on our roster. Well, is that five-star receiver going to be physical and knock someone's face in on Georgia's offensive line? No. That what's that five-star receiver going to do for you when Georgia is going five, seven, four, five yards, right down your throat. You can't stop. And it's happened in every big game you've played over the last two seasons. Those five games that matter at Ohio state, when you're giving up over 500 yards on, on your defense, that's unacceptable. So I guess I'm saying is Ryan day needs to change his philosophy and he needs to start to worry about the trenches. Because if, if, if he doesn't do that, what we saw in Columbus what, four weeks ago is going to happen in every big game Ohio State plays for the rest of his tenure. And even if he goes you know, 11 and 1 and 10 and 2 in those years, he's going to get canned. Well, that, exactly. Because you he's can go get,
1: 10 and 2, 11 and 1, but they, ask John Cooper. Guy right. won a lot of games at Ohio State, he didn't win the ones that mattered. Brady Hope nice guy didn't win games at Matt well he by the end of his tenure he didn't win any games which is why yeah. he's not there same thing with Harbaugh until these last couple of years is you know a lot they've had plenty of 10 win seasons under him I think they had three or four but could never beat Ohio State and outside of two years frankly it there
0: it wasn't close well and to Ethan's point we were he called a it- you know, he he called he called these players soft. That is, it comes down to your head coach where these players aren't buying into him. They're not they're not buying into the what Ryan Day is trying to preach and how they're trying to win the line of scrimmage in every day is a war. And when we when we play Michigan, you know, we've we've had scars and we need to return this, yada, yada, yada. No well, no, you're beating teams, you're beating the teams that you should beat because you have better players than them. But when you're playing people who are equal to what you are, you're getting your ass kicked. And it's just like in the NFL, some of these teams this year who fired their coaches, all of a sudden they're winning games. It's because they finally have someone they can listen to and they have someone they believe.
2: Yeah. Well, I it, don't oh, – Go ahead. I, go ahead, Ethan. I don't think it's going to be as big of a win for Georgia as it was like Oregon to begin the year in the same stadium, if, I, if I'm correct. Yep, you are. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's gonna be like what was it like a 30 40 point win or something like 49 that. 49 to three, <laughs> yeah, 46. Yeah, sure. Um, but uh, I don't think it'll be that, that bad. But I wouldn't be surprised if this is a three score game, like at the minimum,
0: like, guys. I for think me, this
2: game, what this game comes
1: down it,
0: to, it's can I, I yeah, think, go this ahead. Is not like the Tennessee game where Jordan yes. dismantles them, They they're dominating the line of scrimmage. Their defense is so fast, sideline to side, and Ohio State doesn't know what's going on. But the final score is like 27 – was it 27 to 13? Yep. Like it was low-key a two-possession game, but you knew it was over. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's what it's going to be like. It's going to be very similar to that. Yeah, so and
2: like, I
1: – Or go ahead, Ethan. Think, I'll let you finish, and then i
0: I'll
2: think a ahead. perfect example of like how soft Ohio State is this year, look at Northwestern game. That game was cold. It was rainy slash snowy, just, just a mixed precipitation. They couldn't barely move the ball. They didn't yeah. want to hit them. They didn't want to do anything. The only reason they won that game is because they just purely athleticism won on that game.
0: Yeah. They don't
2: have that advantage versus Georgia. They're softer. They don't – they're not – they're just – Georgia might even be more athletic, which is kind of hard to think of, but they probably are. It's not going to work. Like, they're going to get their ass kicked.
1: They're athletic, they're more physical, and those guys the guys on Georgia they they're they're well that hey. they're dogs, and they're their top guys are not afraid oh. to get their hands dirty and do the dirty work they're not afraid no. to throw a block if they have to they're no. they aren't scared, and you know Grant, you brought up a good point too of this game kind of plays out like t c or the tennis when you play Tennessee, I think it does too I think. Ohio state moves the ball a little bit better. I I expect Ohio state to move the ball fairly well, but I think this game is going to come down to red zone. And I don't know. I don't think Ohio state is good enough on the ground in, in spots that matter that they're going to be able to get touchdowns. Cause that's what you're going to need to beat Georgia. You're not going to win by settling for field goals. And I think this game comes down to, I think Georgia gets touchdowns. I think, Ohio
2: State gets field goals, and that's going to be the difference. I'm not even sure Ohio State's going to move the ball as well as you think. Because, one, they, we like you already mentioned, their running game, we don't even know who they have healthy. Yeah. And Do they-, if they can't run the ball? That front seven for Georgia is going to feast whenever Stroud goes back to pass, and it's not going to be pretty to watch.
0: And also, with just how fast their back end is, their back seven, even if Ohio State they try to do you know the screen game the short passing game is a running game Georgia is so fast they're gonna there's gonna be five or six red hats on that ball all the time Ohio State's not gonna know what hit them no yeah well look
1: at like what Tennessee like Tennessee tried doing that and that was where it was like oh those linebackers move like safeties Exactly. and and they're they're built built like linebackers
0: linebackers. and they're built like linebackers and the create you know they're faster. They're smarter. They're, they're more physical. And you know what? Also they're crazy. Like, oh, yeah. like just let's not forget the fact that these Georgia football players, they are crazy. Like they should, most of these guys are not well in the head and and that, that's a, that's a scary thing. They are going to hurt you. They legitimately want to take your fucking head off. I, exactly. Like these, these guys might be, um, on some sort of psychotic break when they get on the football field. <laughs> oh yeah, and-, and, and it's it's not oh oh they gave up twenty two points against Missouri in, in in October. It's not October. They're better than Missouri. Now it counts.
1: Georgia and- when they've had when they've been called they've out and been to told they've on, had to
2: turn it on. They they've turned it on. They turned exactly They
0: drugged LSU's
2: face on the fucking turf.
0: Yeah, it was like fifty. It was like forty-nine to ten, and then they put the backups in, and they were kind of lollygagging and they around. Still their ass. And they destroyed them.
1: Yep. And all those three tight ends that Georgia has, they can block
0: too. Oh my gosh, they,
2: they can bludgeon. Them. The and then he got Washington, who's like six foot eight, fucking thoroughbred. <laughs> he's just running out there just destroying everything.
0: He's hurtling people left and right. Like this should not be physically possible. It's just what stupid. happens when you play go to Georgia, you lift in the morning. No, they, they lift in the womb. They don't That's they don't even <laughs> they they come out and their bench in 225. <laughs> 12 reps, 15 yeah. reps. You know, I mean they they have a whole locker room like Jalen Hurts, everyone's squatting 650. For yep. sure.
1: And so, one One more. Uh, do you guys have anything else on this game?
0: Like, the big thing is is Ohio State, they need to grow some balls real quick because if they don't, it's going to get ugly quick. And Ryan Day is going to be uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. So, and Grant, you said how many yards has Georgia given up this year on defense?
0: No, no. So, catch this. They've outgained. Or outgained, I should say, yes. Two thousand five hundred. T- and 99.
1: Okay. And do you, uh do you have a guess of how many yards Iowa's offense has put up this year? I'm going to go 2384. Not quite. I, I, 2162. No. Nope. So you guys are really just discrediting your alma mater and favorite team. Grant, it Iowa on offense this year has 3065 yards of offense.
0: How is that possible? That's still not good. That's still no. less than the game. Yeah, 18, 1,898
1: passing yards and 1,167 rushing yards.
0: I don't know if I'm more surprised by 1,000 yards on the ground by the team or somehow they managed 1,800 yards passing. That's still awful.
2: Now, now add it up for his Big Ten team. Well, and 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 their, their their rushing
1: yard is bogged down by their the elite the elite running ability of uh, Alex Padilla, who has negative thirty five yards rushing, and Spencer Petrus, who has negative one hundred and eighty two yards rushing. <laughs>
0: He's doing great. Oh my God! Kick him out of the Big Ten. That's awful. <laughs> Oof. They should be playing to the NSIC with Minnesota and bemidji Minnesota State and Bemidji State. <laughs> <laughs> Numbers like that, but
1: yeah. So Georgia, Ohio State. We'll see what happens. Man, shout let's out to go. the
0: Iowa offensive line protecting their quarterback this year <laughs> for sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but let's let's get to the game of the game of the day on New Year's Eve. Well, I'm Michigan saying. TCU in the fiesta bowl, Michigan play. They play at that game kicks off at 2 PM mountain time. That's on the 31st on ESPN. Michigan's a seven and a half point favorite. And for Michigan, this is stick with what got you there. Don't be cute. Just run the damn ball. I think it, as far as uh, on offense, you know, start strong. You know, try to try to stay on the schedule as best you can. Move the chains, wear them down. I saw a TCU podcast today say that Michigan doesn't pull a lot of guards or pull a lot of linemen.
0: Do they watch film? I don't. D-
1: clearly, no. What? <laughs> this guy? Yeah, he said it. He said, yeah, Michigan. because uh, he was talking about how you know when TCU's had problem when it's a lot of window dressing. You know, it's it is a lot of, uh, um, you know, you got guys pulling, and you know where TCU's had problems like against Baylor and Kansas State, but Michigan really doesn't do that. They're just gonna run right through you. Or they're gonna beat you down, which which they do. But they also they also pull like their 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 main their favorite play is similar to what you know. Okay, back up here. Michigan's t- idea definition of RPO. Is run power often, not run pass option. It is run power often, which I know Grant, you and I love Ethan. I'm not sure, but for now, for the sake of it, we'll say you also love the RPO of run power often.
2: I just love the RPO. Okay, fair enough. Respect Big RPO guy. Yep. Prefer Tanner Morgan throwing it. Yep. <laughs> and. In the passing game I think
1: TCU they've probably been their secondary has been I think a bit of an underrated this well, year they, you know they a star, they're a sharp winner yep and then their secondary they've they forced they're forcing a 53 percent uh completion percentage which is good for ninth in the FPS so if you're JJ McCarthy take what they take what they give you don't try to force things against Purdue it seemed like he he had that one interception where he tried to force it Play complimentary football. Finish every possession with a kick. Grant's taking us on a trip here.
0: And, got to go ah, gotcha. What's go up, baby?
1: And in the, in the red zone, finish finish with touchdowns. Wear wear them down. Like that podcaster said, Michigan's going to wear you down. Well, and if TCU stays in at three 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 five, I think they had, Donovan
0: Edwards could have a career day you can't stay in the 335 unless your nose tackle is Jordan Davis you can't you can't do it if you're TC you can't do it because they're just going to double team your nose they're going to pull the backside guard and they're going to just run train on you all day you can't do that
1: yeah and and I think too if Michigan has an opportunity I think they if they have a chance to get a if the game feels like it is on the ropes i think they have to go go for the knockout early and don't let them hang around because that's that's where TCU is the most dangerous is where you know they have they're hanging around they have a they have a belief that they can find a way to win this game put them out of their misery early
0: well, Dylan, it's funny you mentioned that cuz I was actually going to say TCU in a in a way is kind of like the Vikings this year. They've been yep. in so many close games. They just feel like if it's within 7 points with 4 minutes left to play, they're going to win. Cuz what 8 of their 12 wins this year have come down to one possession or like the final seconds. So you you give them hope and scary things can happen from this game.
2: Yeah.
1: Exactly. I mean you have a high they have a Heisman finalist and quarterback and Max Duggan. And Dugan. I guess that's Dugan. Sorry. And I guess that's a good trans, transit. transition. We can uh we can go over to the defensive side of the ball for Michigan. The big thing is keeping keep Dugan in the pocket. Don't let him run around and scramble. Improvise to make plays because that's where he's had a lot of his yards. And Uh, Keep him in the pocket, make him uncomfortable. I think Mike Morris, it sounds like he is back to as close to 100%. He said he feels good. Mozzie Smith, Yabi Oki, those those guys have to go get pressure on him, make Dugan uncomfortable, make him be like Sam Darnold from 2019, make him see ghosts.
0: I'm seeing ghosts.
1: And don't give him a lot of time either where those receivers who they have a lot of really good receivers as well, where they can get open
0: huh who would have thought a school in the state of texas has good wide receivers it's like that state produces athletes or something lots of them who would have who would who would have thought didn't see that coming but yeah but dylan you're right you're right because this you know tcu's offensive coordinator is lincoln riley's younger brother and yeah yep yeah i can't remember his first name but he's you know some young hotshot offensive guy who who runs the air raid and looks exactly like his brother i don't know if he wears a visor or not so i can't confirm if he pees sitting down or standing up but um if you wear a visor you pee sitting down minus kirby smart uh, just, i just i think the visor is just a bad look I, I don't i don't like it but don't let tcu um get going don't let them get that first verse down and then where they're not subbing and they have a personnel group and they're going fast and then and that's returning you know, michigan they love to well, how many deep guys deep do you think they're on the defensive line? Eight, nine, ten, Dylan? Probably pretty close, yeah. And so then, you know where I'm going with is if TCU gets that first first down, they find a, uh, a possession group that they like, and they can you know do different formations off of that. And then if you can't rotate your bodies, you know that's that's going to slow this defense down. It's going to give TCU more confidence on offense. You know, to keep this game close, and you can damn near guess anytime they get across the 50 it might be four down territory for tcu because yeah,
1: I, I have that down actually but yeah, they, i'll let you finish and all they know that point.
0: they know they're undermanned in this game in this aspect because michigan is so big so physical and so fast and they're so deep that they might be able to slowly wear tcu out of the game and also with that is i saw a stat earlier this week michigan has the biggest plus minus in terms of point differentials in the second half of games this year. Mm. So if Michigan has that seven point lead at halftime, if after their first possession, they're able to go down and kick a field goal and they get it to 10. And if their defense gets a stop, it's going to be a long afternoon for this TCU defense. Because like you said, Dylan, Michigan's going to do what got them there. They're going to wear on you. They're going to lean, lean, lean. And eventually that body's going to break and and they're, they're going to take the head right off you.
1: Yeah, and, and I, th- it's going to be a lot very similar to what NDSU did in the playoffs where they were playing a lot of the air raid teams where complementary football is important at exactly what it is here because it's it's going to be once those first downs get rolling, it's tougher to sub and the offense feels confident. They start to really feel good about themselves. And another part of it, too, is, is I think Michigan's going to have to be really efficient on third down on the defensive end because I think TCU's looking at this game that we can't beat them, beat Michigan kicking field goals. We, you know, if it's third third down and we're we're on the Michigan side of the field, we've got two downs. We're going to try to make, make it fourth and manageable. And so Michigan's got to do a good job of keeping – locking that down and not make make TCU punt it and make them really go convert some 4th and 11, fourth and 13s where they're behind the chains and not on schedule. And the other part for Michigan is they can't let it get into a shootout either. You know, just wear them down, stick with that run game, time of possession. It doesn't really matter with TCU because nope. Sonny Dykes comes from the Mike Leach Mike Leach coaching tree. So they're going to, they're going to keep slinging the ball around all over the place. And Michigan just get that pass rush going where they're and get it into obvious passing downs where Michigan's D line can just pin their ears
0: back and get after the quarterback. And then also, I think, you know, for Michigan, you got to be worried about the trick plays, um, you know, throwbacks, uh, wide receiver passes, throwbacks to the quarterback. And then also if I'm Michigan special teams coordinator, if TCU, has a fourth and five at the TCU 40 to Michigan 40 to midfield punt safe punt safe. you have to expect the fake punt in this game because you know like we said Dylan Mich- TCU is gonna have to steal possessions from Michigan. I think you know you maybe have to look out for an onside kick at some point I just because you know TCU they know what they have or what they don't have compared to Michigan. So you just you have to watch out for all those little details. Uh, during this game and and, you know coach harbaugh is going to have his hands full because he's going to have to keep his team ready and he's really going to have to pay attention if they're doing the wave in the stands he can't be looking at that like dan campbell (laughs) (laughs) i think he was joking about that one but yes you're you're, you're a thousand
1: percent right
0: i i don't don't know after you know the kneecaps comment and seeing dan on hard knocks um you know he he did the the up downs with his teams i feel like he could be get looking at the uh at the wave I think at points I don't think for that one He was And
1: I can't remember But I'm pretty sure Taylor Decker Said that Because they've practiced That plenty of times Where it was Because I think Dan Campbell When they called it I think Dan Campbell Said Stay the F in bounds
0: Okay Got and,
1: you. But But back Back to Michigan Is Yeah and I I think I, I think Michigan Wears them down I think I don't think TCU has the bodies to stay with them. I think I think this is going to be TCU's toughest test, and they're going to see what physical football is. Mm-hmm. And I I think Michigan's
0: playing in a national title game. I'm with you. You know, if you, yeah. if you need to put money in this game, I'm I'm going to say Michigan Georgia, uh, title game in SoFi in a couple of Mondays.
2: I'm with you. I don't know. Whoever – I'm just going to say I'll be the generic guy. Whoever has less turnovers is going to win the game.
1: I like it. Yep, you're exactly right. Exactly right. You guys got anything else on this game? I'll take the over. Take the over. What – I don't even know what the over is. I don't even know either. you think it's like 56, 57 and a half? I'll say 49. I hope hope you guys had the over in the uh, Kansas – our, uh, Arkansas game.
2: Yeah, that they went high. They that were up. 108?
1: 55-53, yeah, 108. Good math. Won, won that game? The Arkansas. Arkansas.
2: Arkansas. Okay. The Kansas quarterback on a trick play threw it like 10 yards over the receiver's head on a two-point conversion. So. Ooh, ouch. We yeah, had a guy wide open, unfortunately, for his sake. He just missed him. Yeah.
1: The, oh, the total is 58 and a half.
2: I'll
0: take the over. Yeah. So. You know, it's funny. I think the first game, Ohio State-Georgia, in terms of college football-wise, could be a – or the second game, sorry, could be a quick game in college football terms, three hours. This Michigan-TCU one, I could easily see it being closer to three-and-a-half or even four just because TCU is throwing the ball all the time.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean we'll see because I think we'll 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 have a good idea of how that game is going to play out within the first quarter. If Michigan's able to get some stops early, and even if they aren't able to capitalize on those stops, if Michigan's able to kind of move the sticks, yep. and get a couple of first downs, flip the field, I think Michigan's going to feel very confident going as that game progresses because TCU is going to
0: get worn down because they also aren't as deep up front either. Correct. And also, let's not forget this. They haven't played football in a month. Their conditioning is not going to be as good as what it once was. No, and I'm glad Michigan has Ben Herbert.
1: As Jim Harbaugh has said, that is the best hire he has ever made. So hopefully he is similar to what Jim Kramer is to NDSU. And if you guys don't got anything left on uh, on the playoff games, it'll be a fun weekend for sure, but so... Ethan, we, we'll kick it over to you, buddy, because you got Curveball of the Week.
2: All right. Well, um, Christmas is over, obviously. So I feel – what do you guys consider okay in terms of leaving Christmas decor up in the house? How fast do you need mm-hmm. to take it down before you're considered pathetic or lazy? Or there's two, there's three different levels. There's lazy – there's pathetic, and then there's you need a doctor. Okay, I so
1: in the uh, in the Catholic Church, I'll say this is where I will. Uh, this is where I I'll base mine off of. Catholic churches on Three Kings Day, which is January sixth, I believe. That is the day you are supposed to take your Christmas tree down. So
0: I would say January sixth. Is what is is that like the 12th 13th day of Christmas technically 12 it'd be the 12th 12th, 12th? that that that's right I've always said you have to at least leave it up to New Year's um it's just it, I don't know something that feels right when you go to somewhere for a New Year's party where they still have Christmas decorations up I feel like if you're the person who takes it down on December 26th you need you need to go to a doctor it's like all right boom it ended Uh, We're going. We're going to something else. What else are we decorating our house, your house for? There's, there's, there's nothing really going on until Easter. So at least, at least in my eyes, at least keep it up. Uh, past past New Year's Day. Because we're on
2: very, we're all on very very different levels here.
0: Yes. Yes. Um,
2: I say if you don't have it down at the very very latest on January first. You need help. Grant, you, you mentioned it's nice to have it up during New Year's because, like, there's nothing after it or whatever. Yeah. Do you, do you wear your Halloween costume the day after Halloween? No, you don't. You move on, and you just it, – it just it's over. It's done.
0: Well, I think the difference is, is this, is, is, you know, some Christmas decoration still works as, like, it ties in with the winter season, and New Year's is still, you know, in winter. There's still still snow on the ground. And you're still feeling good because Christmas was just a week ago, and you're still kind of on that Christmas high.
2: I, I don't know. I'm just it's, it's over with. I open my presents. It's done. I'm I'm good to go. You know, bring on bitter cold for four more months. Okay. Well,
1: yeah, and like I said, mine would be January sixth, and I still have my Christmas tree up in my house. So, I think most people they usually take it down between in between that week of. Christmas in New Year's, mainly because unlike uh like most people, it seems like nobody does anything that week anyway. So they're sitting around in their house doing nothing. And it's like, oh, I should probably take that down because I don't know when I'm gonna have time to do it. Or you could be like Jeff Schwartz and his wife, where they take it down Christmas Day after the kid after the kids open all their presents after Santa comes.
2: I appreciate that for Jeff Schwartz. I like him more. His wife, there was—he has video of, him, of his wife dragging the tree out to the, 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 the right way. Yeah, ours is still up right now. But I told Hannah if it's still up, we're, we're just we're just staying in Friday cleaning up Christmas stuff. I told her if it wasn't out by Friday, I was just gonna go toss it outside because I don't care. It, it, Christmas is done. We're moving. Decoration and it. all. Yeah, we're just fuck it. Toss out the window. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. All right. Well. <laughs> There you go. Like Do you guys have uh, New Year's plans at all? Uh, I'm gonna sit at home and uh, we'll have a woodwick candle and probably go to sleep before the ball drops. Okay.
1: All right. I just, I, I, once the uh, once the, uh, the the Ohio State Georgia game's
2: over, you're you're calling her a night. Probably. Yeah. You gotta work New Year's Day. I uh, I'm not technically supposed to, but I picked up the weekend. Uh, I wanted that time and a half pay, so screw it, and oh. now getting this weekend off in January.
0: So, holiday pay, baby. Yep. Gotcha, Grant. You have you. I
1: know you have New Year's Day off. I know you're just fiending for for uh, to
0: make some bad decisions. Go full oh, Florida man in Minnesota. Uh, Florida man in Minnesota. I don't know if Florida man in Minnesota is going to happen because uh, we also New Year's Eve and New Year's Day could be a very Grant uh type day slash holiday get off work watch two hopefully good college football games call her a night wake up get an early morning sunday lift in because it's what i do and then i'm gonna come home sunday and i'm gonna watch the nfl all day yeah
2: and so it go. literally
0: it, it literally might be this dylan it might be two football games bed workout chipotle three football games and then wake up on monday there you go. That does that. That is. That sounds like the ideal grant. Grant weekend. Oh, I mean, I, can it get much better in terms of grant than an awesome workout, Chipotle and football? I don't think so.
2: Well, Grant, talk about Chipotle. I went to the one right off Excelsior in St. Louis Park. That it's one's gotten tra- worse. It's gotten worse.
0: That one's stu- that's that one is such trash, oh, bro. My
2: God. It's an embarrassment to the company.
0: It's awful. True.
1: It's so awful. I was just sorry. throwing that I you have Chipotle in here. my face, and I don't.
2: I almost feel it i
1: so in the middle of nowhere. It, it, don't, don't make this about me. I'll make it about me. You're not allowed to. That hurts my so feelings. How am I supposed to contribute to this conversation,
0: then, if I can't make it about you?
1: Just say you feel sorry for me. But that's not going to happen. Okay, that's right. You're my friend. You're not allowed. You don't say nice things.
0: Yeah, but guys, that, friends yeah. don't say nice things about each other. We say how you're a smelly asshole- who lives in a, a, a small town, and you need to come to the cities.
1: Fair enough. It's still cold in the cities, though. If I'm moving somewhere, I'm moving somewhere warm.
0: Yeah, well, at least you don't have to deal with the wind and all the blowing snow and bullshit you have to deal with this year. And Ethan and I would be here. You could be joining us for the Gopher Game tomorrow. This Probably not, because I'd have to work. Some people have jobs. Some people also have to work on weekends. That is the one funny thing. It's like people come at you. It's like, Oh, do you not work? Well, yeah. You know, when you're out partying on Saturday nights. Yeah. I'm in bed. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. I'm
1: starting to feel that way too. (laughs) It's like, I'm not, I'm like new year's is like, I want to watch the games and that's really about it. Like, I think there's like a party bus or something that I'm supposed to go on. But even that, it's like, I don't, I don't know how motivated I am to do that. Like, I don't think like I, I I tell people this all the time. like they don't have any idea how exhausting it is to do absolutely nothing all day Saturday like I normally do is where I wake up, uh, I don't know, depending on what's going on, I'll usually read a chapter out of the book I'm reading and have some coffee. By that time, <laughs> the games are starting and rolling, and I'm basically just parked on the couch or chair or on my chair.
0: From ten dude, o'clock the, until ten at night. Dude, the days that I feel the, the most sluggish and worthless are the days when I don't don't do a damn thing. Exactly. Like, you know, a couple of weeks ago when we had that snow in there and I was stuck inside all day, I was like, This is awful. I could and I kept thinking this, I couldn't imagine if I worked from home or if I lived in a place all day- the time. I would be the biggest piece of shit employee ever if I worked from home. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, I couldn't imagine, like, during the pandemic when they shut things down and you couldn't leave your house, I would have gone crazy. We did. We did. It was awful. We moved on walks like three times a day. Yeah. We were like, hey, what are we going to do? Well, let's, you know, let's, let's, I going to go walk around. Yeah. Let's, you know, it's like, this is, it was just, it's ridiculous. So, yeah. But the days when you don't do a damn thing, is when you feel the absolute worst like i'll get done with a crazy ass day work have twenty thousand steps walk eight miles and then when i get done i'm like hmm, let's hit the gym let's feel good about myself and abuse my muscles for the next two hours and then the snow day where you don't do anything and it's like i have less than 500 steps and i feel like an absolute piece of shit
1: the, the only thing time you 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 get up is to go to the bathroom
0: or get something to drink or eat <laughs> exactly, yeah. I just what of my steps consumed of? Going to the fridge and wishing more food would magically appear, but we know that doesn't right? happen. <laughs> Ain't that
1: the truth? Yeah, and oh, well, since this Saturday I'll I'll probably do a little bit more because it's uh almost at the turn of the new year. So I've got a uh got a half marathon to train for, so I'll probably go how's that go training for going run... for? It? It's been uh well, the the snow has not really helped out. Um, uh i've been very slacking not not uh, been the best keeping up on it but i've ran uh so far every day this week i'm gonna try to keep her going try to keep building you know small steps that gradual build try to be better each day and i've got a lit I'd i i don't have like a full-on program yet right now it's just trying to get some miles in hopefully since it's cold out in North Dakota, probably couple of days a week go on go on two runs you know one a longer one in the morning shorter one in the afternoon just to get some miles in and then saturday is work my way up to where i'm doing longer runs so the plan is on Saturdays to go for about a five mile run hopefully now shit it'll probably be inside unfortunately but gotta do what you gotta (laughs) do so five miles on the treadmill
0: that sounds
1: awful uh well the community center does have a track so i'll Oh, maybe maybe I'll divvy it up where I'll go. I'll go two and a half on the uh, on the track, two and a half on a treadmill.
2: Make but sure you. have two and, and a half serious miles serious on a treadmill. Some sucks. Serious shin splints on that track. Oh, that sounds awful. Either
1: one, but yeah. So that's kind of uh, that. Maybe that, that that's. I think that's a good segment. Is is we we do some updating on uh on half marathon training and. I think that's all we got for today, guys. Thank you guys for listening. Happy New Year! Go check us out on all of our social media platforms: Facebook, TikTok, Instagram at Three GTB Podcast. We'll be posting shorter segments of the show. We'll be posting reels, other memes, who knows, anything that we can think of. And then go follow the Facebook page where we'll be posting the uh, posting the podcast, other content as well. That's just three guys talking ball. If you just enter it into the search machine, go subscribe on YouTube. Don't miss an episode. We'll be posting the shorter segments of the show on Friday. That's all we got for this week. Thank you guys again for listening, and we'll talk to you next year.